With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. A group of Cuban migrants escaped this morning from the Customs and Border Control Detention Center. CBC confirms tonight that about 7.40 this morning, seven migrants, five of them men and two females, damaged the fence and ran off on foot. Six of the escapees were recent arrivals who had been transferred from Cayman Brac to Grand Cayman. The other was in the process of being repatriated to the Republic of Cuba, his home country. Officers from several sections within CBC are assisting with the search. A former police officer is facing additional fraud charges. Radio Cayman's Jevy Ebanks reports from Summary Court. Andrew Benjamin is a former RCIPS officer who was fired after being charged with obtaining property by deception. He's now facing new charges of the same, as well as uttering a false note and making a false document. The charges stem from 2023. He's represented by Stennings Chambers. On Tuesday, appearing before Chief Magistrate Angeline Hernandez, the courts were told that they're still awaiting approval for legal aid. Mr. Benjamin has not yet entered pleas in the matter, but is expected to be back in court on the 27th of February, where the chief magistrate told him he would be expected to enter pleas and to elect his mode of trial. Jeffy Ebanks, Radio Cayman News. Police say on Tuesday an operation targeted what they describe as known drug areas in West Bay. Around 2.45 p.m., police units made checks for illegal drug activity, wanted persons, and people believed to be gang members. The operation resulted in searches of 11 people and three vehicles. Police say they made an arrest a 21-year-old West Bay man on two counts of assault causing grievous bodily harm as well as burglary. He was taken to the detention center for processing. They also conducted a search of his home. At the same time, there were two vehicle checkpoints underway at key points in West Bay with a total of 32 vehicles checked and five traffic tickets issued. More charges in connection with local burglaries. Police say a 48-year-old Northside man has been charged with one count of burglary after items were stolen from a residential storage area in West Bay back in December. He was arrested on Monday. And a 27-year-old Georgetown man has now been charged with burglary as well as failing to provide a urine specimen. He is suspected in the electronic shop burglary on Hospital Road on Sunday. Both of the men appeared in court today. The national flag carrier of the Cayman Islands, Cayman Airways Limited, announces that its 2023 annual passenger volume has surpassed pre-pandemic levels. The airline transported a total of 422,189 passengers in 2023. That exceeds the 410,800 passengers carried in 2019. Cal says the accomplishment not only signifies a resurgence in travel demand, but it also showcases Cayman Airways' dedication to meeting and exceeding the airlift needs of the Cayman Islands while operating successfully in a competitive and dynamic industry. The UK's Parliamentary Undersecretary of State for the Home Office, Lord Sharp of Epson, OBE, will be in Cayman next week. Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin has more. A statement from the Governor's Office says Lord Sharp will visit Grand Cayman from February 6th through the 9th. He is the UK's Home Office Minister for Public Safety and National Security in the House of Lords. He has a particular focus on policing, migration, cybersecurity, economic crime, and civil contingencies. During his busy program, he will spend his time with the Royal Cayman Islands Police, Customs and Border Control, and the Cayman Islands Coast Guard to understand the law enforcement and illicit migration challenges faced by the jurisdiction and explore what further support the UK can offer. He will also take part in a civil contingency roundtable hosted by the Honourable Premier, Juliana O'Connor Connolly, and Hazard Management Cayman Islands to learn more about Cayman's excellent crisis preparedness model. 
While he is here, the Home Office is funding its third annual Cybersecurity Conference for the Overseas Territories, where delegates will share learning and experiences and strengthen cybersecurity in the UK OT community. Lord Sharp will also attend a reception for delegates at Government House. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. Tune into Radio Command sister station Breeze 105.3 FM tomorrow to catch the Public Accounts Committee discussion on the Auditor General's review of government's financial reporting. PAC members first reviewed and discussed the Auditor General report back in November and at the time agreed to hold a public hearing to further investigate elements of the report. Testimony is expected from the Financial Secretary, the Accountant General, and Director of the Central Procurement Office. The Deputy Governor has also been invited to serve as a witness and provide evidence to the committee. It's all expected to kick off at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. The Public Lands Inspectorate and the Public Lands Commission organize a series of comprehensive orientation and training sessions for vendors who've been granted permits to operate on Seven Mile Beach. It is essential to educate vendors about their role as ambassadors of the public beach and to ensure compliance with the regulations set forth in the vendor policy. Public Lands Commission Secretary Jared McGill says the training sessions were conducted on Friday, the 26th of January, and on Monday, and helped to support achieving the goals of the new permit system. By implementing a permit system with the clear terms and conditions, we aim to bring vending under control and maintain the integrity of Seven Mile Beach as a cherished public asset. The orientation and training sessions covered a variety of topics, including the code of conduct and ethics, designated vending areas, provisional approval requirements, terms, conditions, and deadlines. Okay, so I'm gonna share a clip with you guys so you can see what the spawning looks like. The Nassau groupers have started spawning in Little Cayman this week with video available for you to watch on the We Speak Fish YouTube channel. A team from Reef Environmental Education Foundation, the Department of Environment, the Scripps Institution of Oceanography, and OSU Department of Fisheries, Wildlife, and Conservation Sciences have been in the field documenting and conducting research on endangered Nassau grouper spawning aggregations in Little Cayman. Dr. Christy Pattengill-Simmons is Reef's co-executive director for science and engagement. I'll tell you a little bit about what you just saw. So they only spawn right at dusk, right when it, the sun is setting. So during the day, they do a lot of resting, they do a lot visiting cleaning stations. And then as it approaches the evening, on the nights when they're gonna spawn, they all end up taking on that black and white, we call it their tuxedos, because they get all fancy. The females, when they're ready to spawn, they'll turn all black and they'll start to rise up and a bunch of the males will follow after the black and white one. Cayman used to be home to five Nassau grouper spawning sites, but as a result of overfishing, four of those are now dormant or depleted. However, the site on the west end of Little Cayman is home to one of the last great reproductive populations of this endangered species. Visit reef.org forward slash grouper moon project to learn more, and you can join the group at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow for another live stream with grouper moon project scientists. Again, that's youtube.com forward slash we speak fish. 
As the Cayman Islands National Museum continues its series of traditional arts workshops in 2024, they are seeing a delightfully strong level of interest so far. We recently had a workshop on Saturday where 25 people did an introduction to thatching. We've had such an overwhelming response to that that we're actually doing another one on February 24th. Acting Interim Director of the Museum, Tunisia Barnes, says the workshops are held the last Saturday of every month. They'll range from learning how to do custard top to as well as doing rag making, rug rag making, as well as doing um, rope making and also other crafts as well. So were you surprised at how strong the turnout was? I was, you know, you always, you hope for it and we were really pleasantly surprised at the outpouring. We were hoping that maybe we'd get about 15 people, but we had about 30 to 40 people who were interested. And so we did 25 in the first session and we put on a second class now for to have another 25. Because you don't want them too big because then they don't have enough time to be instructor. Right. Yeah. We want it to be small enough that people are able to get that individual attention. And then it's two hours long, so people have enough time to do it and become comfortable and they're able to add to it. Ms. Barnes says if you missed out the January class, you are invited to sign up for the February ones and keep a lookout for what's coming up next by visiting museum.ky or by following them on social media. That is your latest local news. I'm April Cummings.